हेलो एवरी वन वेलकम बैक टू दिस्टम टू पॉडकास्ट आई एम तुषार एंड टूडे वी आर गोइंग टू वी आर हेयर बैक विद अनदर एपिसोड एंड दैट दैट बी रिकॉर्डिंग आफ्टर सिक्स मंथ्स हाई एटस एंड सो मैनी इवेंट्स हैव टेकन प्लेस बट सिंस यू गेट फटीक आउट ऑफ कॉन्स्टेंट इन्वॉलमेंट इन द न्यूज साइकिल सो यू टेक अ ब्रेक एंड डिसाइड टू कम बैक रिफ्रेश एंड start with some light topics then may we shift to the heavier ones mm. so today we'll be starting with the, the topic of energy dependence broadly speaking energy dependence electric vehicle transition and uh, something that we agreed on wouldn't be that controversial as such to begin with yeah basically so yeah so the russo uh, russo ukrainian they have they named it the russo ukrainian war yet the ukraine war whatever you might yeah, call it yeah the russian ukrainian conflict and uh, it's uh, it's and the resulting sanctions and the resulting uh, rise in oil fu- prices. fuel prices yeah oil prices so mm, yes has resulted in uh, well cataclysmic effects for yeah it has sev- sev- i think uh, it's it? uh, seven and a half dollars in uh, per gallon in us and uh, i think it has crossed 100 here also as well yeah well, it is is it cataclysmic for the economy or is it just like you know bad depends on, uh, on how how much poor you are <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah because uh, how much de- how developed are, how dependent are you on public transport versus how de- private transport you yeah. no d- like if you are a lower middle class person you know who, who has a personal transportation or well let's say mode of uh, who uses a personal mode of transportation like a motorcycle or a scooter or something like that mm-hmm. or even if you do own a car but you know you are in that strata but you cannot uh, yeah a sudden increase in fuel prices definitely shakes up your budget so i think the major impact is on those who not on those who travel just 10 20 or 30 kilometers per day but on those who travel hundreds of kilometers which uh, mainly fuel prices resulting in the cost of uh, products that uh, operate on low margins like uh, milk prices prices diesel like basically increase in the cost of diesel right diesel yeah. is basically your transportation yeah. so if diesel yeah. prices increase long distance transportation uh, is uh, heavily fruits vegetables everything yeah know, uh, costs increase for all and then you know even production costs for food increases because mm. if diesel is expensive so is running a tractor if running yeah. a tractor is expensive so is the wheat the rice or whatever you get you mean to say that uh, they they uh, it should not be seen as a uh, uh, that uh, fuel prices will affecting will be affecting me but rather the economy as a whole that the yeah. it will definitely affect you because, but it it won't just affect you at the pump it's going yeah to yeah yeah it, it not not exactly in your f- fuel demand but uh, in the yeah. inflation in the other in the commod- commodities yeah, yeah yeah so that that is happening and even though you know and people will be noticing it it's not like and unless you are someone who is you know up there in the high rises it doesn't know yeah. what's happening in the world and rise a mercedes like who can afford a mercedes that there's there's two different things like there's mm. two different people in india mm-hmm. types of rich people in india i'd say the one who own a mercedes and the ones who afford a mercedes like mm-hmm. there's a distinction in that right if you can afford to run a luxury vehicle mm-hmm. that's a difference a different thing and when you're just buying one for the heck of it right mm-hmm. that you just sold some land and you had mm-hmm. a lot of money mm-hmm. lying down and you're not financially responsible so you just buy a mercedes something yeah so i think those things so the, there's two there's a distinction between what you can call rich in india so if you're like very super rich it doesn't care like if 
milk costs 50 bucks or 100 bucks so you don't know anything about it but somebody who does his or her budgeting who earns like you know around 4 lakhs 5 lakhs per annum mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot like that much increase in fuel prices means like a huge like chunk of their income which they might be saving might not be saving or being used uh, or that you know portion of the income is being used at something else like you know fun or entertainment or something like that it's just gone it's being used for milk and other necessities so yeah and uh, so the solution that is uh, the and the problem is that uh, it's not it's it is the nature of the problem is uh, not that which which can be solved instantaneously so yeah. yeah so the the major solution to the energy demands is and uh, no the few oil dependence is uh, shifting to electric vehicles it's evs yeah but the, there's one thing that i wanted to always you know delve into right because mm. when because uh, i think when uh, when mohan singh dr mohan singh was the prime minister it was like around 120 dollars a barrel 130 dollars a barrel right yeah 800 100 dollars for first time yeah yeah 100 and then it increased to 120 130 something like that it was mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. uh, during the end of his prime uh, like uh, his tenure so and then still at that time it was around what 70 70 something 72 73 something petrol no the point is that uh, it was uh, around 50 i think it was uh, yeah by the end of it like the maximum it reached was around 70 i remember it was like the mm. maximum it ever reached mm. was 70 but the pro- point is that uh, the uh, value of a dollar to rupee also changed as well changed so as well. but the only thing is that i cannot and uh, see the thing is uh, the, my only question here is that how is it possible that you know when oil was that very much expensive Mm-hmm. It, it surely trickles down to the amount of tax that the government is you know still taxing on the citizens so is this that the government just started spending a lot of money on stuff maybe i don't know because of the covid and everything you will be you know the mm-hmm. COVID crisis and everything so you'll be you'll be spending money like crazy mm-hmm. and stuff but is it that the government is spending a lot of money on stu- stuff now obviously it is but like where is that money going there's something that you know keeps popping up in my mind because it wasn't that expensive. Petrol, diesel wasn't that expensive back when Mohan Singh was Prime Minister and that was one of the major problems that this current Prime Minister had at that time. That, you know, it's more than woo and why is petrol prices or fuel prices so high and now that he's Prime Minister and even when it was like, what, 40, 50 dollars a barrel, the fuel prices never went Came, down, went yeah. down uh, below 60. So, it's something to think about, like, why the fuck did this happen or how the fuck did this happen? So, I don't know, man. No, I'm not getting what what, what are you trying to point, point. What I'm out? trying to point out is what the government is doing with all that money. That's my question. You know, if you if you charge yeah, they, that they, they tax, are they are promo- government is constantly increasing its budget. Yeah, but what are they using it at? Are are you expanding it's government schemes? Nothing else. Yeah, well, expanding schemes. government, right? Yeah, and are they working? That my, my basic yeah, point is like that's the point. That, that is a different conversation. No, that's why they are getting reelected. Yeah, maybe. They're a mix of uh, digital technologies and uh, welfare. Basically, the government is winning on its welfare scheme. BJP government is winning on the basis of its performance on the welfare schemes. So, the yeah. Yeah, yeah, so uh, talking to people in Uttar Pradesh, uh, the downtrodden, they say that uh, that uh, Yogi Ji ne, uh, Yogi Ji has uh, tra- Yogi Ji has made uh, ha- under Yogi Ji the Russian system ha- is working so well. There is no Dhandlevaji or corruption in it. And uh, so the, 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 how the Russian system works is now that uh, the, all the Russian trucks are GPS tracked. Uh, you get uh, Russian by biometric. Uh, the, so the, there is biometric record. And uh, the whole system has been digitized 
from the starting point to the end point uh, from the go down to the russian shop uh, everything has been digitized and uh, the point is that uh, it is digitized to, to such an extent that uh, when the russian truck comes to the shop all the all the registered members of the village are notified by mobile messages that the russian has arrived and now you can get the russian right so yeah the, i mean up politics the, the, just it's just not focused it's just not you know limited to welfare of the people it's more or less also you know expanded or expounded by caste politics and everything no i I'm, I'm what I'm, the point i'm making is that uh, the well basically they are doing the they are provide what tr- congress tried to do they are trying to do it better that's it yeah. they are, they are no th- although they are much business friendlier as compared to congress but uh, they are much more efficient in their welfare scheme that and that is winning them the votes the thing is that i think and they have one thing that they do have on their side is technology right like yeah the the, the geo revolution is on their side yeah the the rev- uh, the basically you know the digital revolution or whatever you might call it people getting access to internet and stuff yeah. that helped them a lot high speed internet not just high speed, internet, high speed internet. Internet. and that too uh, the access is well more or less cheap i think india is one of the cheapest countries to get gain internet access in Yeah, yeah yeah but so among the top 20 so uh, that thing helped a lot uh, plus that w- that's what creates accountability accountability right when there is a record for something that you yeah. cannot expound uh, expunge or you know just yeah there tra- the increased transparency in the system has resulted in it, better outcomes yeah so that uh, the efficiency is something that still can be yeah no the, will be the, always be dependent upon in, in a government yeah it right? can always be done better but the point is that uh, see the, va- the vaccination program Uh, it it uh, in april vaccination no for us uh, adults uh, 18 plus the vaccination started in may may yeah. and uh, so m- m- major chunk of the population is uh, vaccinated only uh, i think only by by april uh, by may this time only 2 or 3 crore people had been vaccinated and today it's uh, almost 190 crore so that's one point uh, if 1.9 billion doses are administered uh, in india which is known for its uh, bureaucratic inefficiency mm-hmm. i think it's a commendable job that uh, i think th- it, it was them getting the message across that you know you need to get the vaccination done yeah and uh, we we didn't face much of the political resistance that uh, that's all another issue that uh, people don't much care, don't care yeah. about individual the rights even yeah the government didn't create that much of an issue for you like yeah, in yeah. the us or in canada where they were talking about passports and stuff and all that yeah. all those things where they were creating problems and hurdles for which people were getting pissed off at them for like even basically you know the, the the funny thing that i found was that uh, they, they they created vaccine passports but they were uh, physical certificates and <laughs> like like, like yeah like our no like like our we had to, we can simply download it from the uh, arogya yeah. setu app yeah but if <laughs> their their passport gets lost gets lost so they have to come back to the center and get a re- renewed a new one so uh, i think that how time has changed that uh, the thing that we should expect that yeah india it, it should take place in india but uh, <laughs> i'll give yeah. you a very good example for it yeah so, and the thing is that sometimes people do take feedback so i was uh, i went to a restaurant and they asked for my vaccination certificate and they gave me a vaccination and i was a bit you know i didn't like it like i don't want to show you my vaccination certificate i you shouldn't be asking for it i just mm-hmm. I didn't get on my high horse or anything like mm-hmm. that i was i am vaccinated but it's like okay you can look at it but you know are you a fucking communist or what like mm-hmm. then swear at him mm-hmm. i just like i was just joking with him and he just laughed and everything 
uh, it went by and i think so a couple of days many people would have complained about this right like mm-hmm. people don't want i don't want to show anyone my back whatever i don't need to prove anything to anyone mm-hmm. especially a third person like mm-hmm. handling indian parents is enough mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. <laughs> i think that uh, helped a lot that you know we uh, i think the government now not like you know, as a whole but the administration as such does take feedback sometimes like okay yeah people don't like this happening again and again so they shelved it okay you don't have to show your vaccination status at every single place so these things and i think the government also realized that you cannot control covid anymore you yeah. just have to live with it so yeah the, when this third wave came yeah. uh, there was like, little writing covid off but you know it's like the government also exp- you know is like uh, yeah it's not a l- we're done with it yeah it's not going to going the australia where the country is locked down for two years right? yeah. see the you know, we better than australia man like yeah. poverty and everything aside is still better than australia i'm like yeah fine like don't like the cops like people don't like australian cops so. yeah and the 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 one aspect that i like the most about the digital revolution is that uh, digital transactions yeah bhim upi UPI, <laughs> UPI. I used to complain that uh, the even Chinese, the Chinese have uh, digitized to, to such an extent that uh, even they can buy veg- street vegetables. Street vendors are using the barcode QR system for uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, when the lockdown hit and uh, companies took advantage and uh, everyone shifted to UPI, so uh, I think uh, 80 to 90 percent of the time you can get away with without carrying any cash in yeah. the market. I just like whenever I go for a walk or anything, I just have my phone with me. Yeah, that's enough. And uh, I don't know it's by luck or it is by deliberate effort that there hasn't been much cases of fraud yet. There have been cases of fraud, but they are more or less towards you know contained. In, yeah. Yeah, more or less in the let's say in the buying and selling of stuff on mm-hmm. online kind of a thing. Like you know, we just pay mm-hmm. you and stuff. They'll just. create fake messages and stuff or yeah i i was talking about like hackers uh, t- yeah that thing is not not yeah. oh thankfully so yeah and uh, the most important thing no is problem. that uh, the the way that uh, the traditional shopkeepers have uh, moved our you know there is there is a culture of tradition that uh, we don't they we don't like adoption technology yeah, yeah. so the, the willingness that they have shown to the market demand so i remember a story that uh, there was a there is a biryani shop here in uh, 15 sector yeah so he 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 faced two or two or three times that the payment didn't pass through so he removed okay. he removed the, he removed the qr code and uh, immediately i told him that it's not going to work because if everyone around you has adopted the system you have to come back again so two three weeks i went back and uh, again again i he yeah he and he did a better system that he tried to persuade to give cash rather than uh, absolutely removing the system right okay he'd say like you know i'd prefer cash but yeah. if you're not caring anything yeah 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 uh, yeah that makes i uh, i immediately knew that and th- this is amazing thing it has taken place just in a span of 2 years yeah. first major hit was the demonetization uh, that led to the first wave and then <laughs> whatever it was i yeah. don't know why why was it like <laughs> Yeah, that well, was another time. Yeah, I don't even. Wh- when was it? 2017. 2016. 16. 2016. November. No, November 8, 2016. Oh, it's not like it's not specifically you remember. Yeah, because uh, one of my what do you say? Nephews were born that day. Okay, family member. But 8 November 2016. Eh. I didn't face that much of an issue with it, but like, and I know people that face huge problems with this thing. So and mm-hmm. 
so especially if you're poor right and you're taking all your salaries and everything in cash so if you're mm-hmm. a daily wage laborer you're being paid in cash mm-hmm. and the thing about the person just got fucking paid the day before like mm-hmm. you just got got paid by 5pm <laughs> like i got th- whatever you got like 3000 or whatever yeah. and like oh what the fuck like <laughs> you're in the in line okay i shouldn't laugh at it but like it's still it's yeah. laugh but it's, it's uh, but <laughs>
LPG, uh, LPG and methane, etc. Yeah, methane. But the, but the problem, I have heard that uh, methane engines don't last long. I don't know. I, uh, I don't know anything about methane though. But the one thing that I do know is that you know if you go for let's say uh, with a hydrogen based fuel cell car like a Toyota Mirai. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, they're launching. So that's something beautiful. I love I love that concept, right? If you, if you get a get a hydrogen cell car, hydrogen fuel cell car, that that will be something. I'd love to have that. Yeah, hi- hydrogen has its shortfall, but uh, still better than uh, burning yeah. fossils. Yeah. Fossil, fossil fuels, right? But like uh, the Toyota Mirai, it's a it's an amazing car. It's an amazing piece of. No, I, I haven't checked it out. Like I I know to- Toyota and Honda both are very enthusiastic yeah. about. They just uh, whole Jap- Japanese industry is enthusiastic yeah. about the hydrogen. Based. They just came out with the second generation, and I've heard it's amazing. It's amazing. What's the fuel? What's the range, etc. Yeah, anyway, remember the range. It's around five. It's the yeah, the Tesla Model S, something like that. So five hundred something, five sixty. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to check on it. But it's still, it's a, it's a good piece of machine, man. Yeah, uh, uh, people need to know that uh, hydrogen-based car isn't uh, like uh, it's filling uh, uh, up uh, fucking hydrogen and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, the engine is uh, the engine isn't running uh, running on hydrogen. It's it does electrolysis and then uh, ba- fuels the battery. Which results in uh, uh, turning of the motor. It's not like <laughs> it's not like LPG. Yeah, yeah it just yeah. yeah, I know, I know. It's something that people don't know. And think anywho, but it's something that also hasn't been you know uh, propagated largely or you know around the world like people. No, yeah, yeah. India, India is making investment in these areas. Yeah, it, I'm just saying that it's not being taught at schools and stuff, so people don't know anything about it, right? Like if you're not being taught about yeah. a hydrogen fuel cell car, you don't know what it is. So that's the thing, and I think that the only thing is the the problem with it with with it might be the that you know it's going to be a Toyota, right? So it's going to be highly energy efficient. It be highly highly energy efficient. The only thing is that the let's say the charm of owning a Tesla <laughs> will be more than you know of owning a Toyota. That's the only drawback that I see, and that that too isn't like a logical drawback. It's more like a yeah. But but you, but, but you think about it that uh, how much India see the Tesla lovers will still buy Tesla, but uh, average average nihilistic average, individual, average individual uh, cynical individual, yeah. He, the only he thing is that these cars need to be affordable. Yeah, the, and that's the only problem. Yeah, if if one of these fuckers cost like thirty forty lakhs Indian rupees, so in Indian rupees, sorry, uh, nobody's going to buy them. A regular guy working going to work. No, no, not even on loan. People want. The, here's the thing about Indian consumers, right? W- which I've learned living with and understanding people who don't have that much money. And I'm not talking about poor people. I'm, no, no, no. I'm talking about l- regular middle class people who might not have that much amount of money. Mm-hmm. The only thing is that they want to look rich. Mm-hmm. Right? They want to. So I had one of these people, uh, one of my colleagues who was working with in, in my previous company, right? Mm-hmm. And he has never driven a car before. Mm-hmm. just wanted to buy a car and I'm like okay you know what you've never driven a car before mm-hmm. the sensible solution for you and your salary isn't that much mm-hmm. so you cannot yeah I, I got it was it can be summarized by why nano didn't hit the road yeah so the thing is that uh, car owners uh, expect a uh, uh, buy it as a status symbol something went in my eyes. Oh, sorry but the thing is that i asked him like okay mm-hmm. you, know, you cannot run it on petrol mm-hmm. you cannot afford petrol let's mm-hmm. be honest because mm-hmm. you have to travel a lot in a sense, more than an average Indian uh, has traveled to and fro to their office. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you have to travel, like, you will be driving the car for about 80 to 90 kilometers uh, per day. Mm-hmm. That's going to be there. So, okay, diesel is a problem because 10 years and after that, you cannot 
drive a diesel car mm-hmm. and it's expensive as well mm-hmm. right so i told him okay and you you are in the beta form of buying a car you're in the beta version of buying a car you haven't owned a car before you don't know what how much it costs and i'm like okay it's it's very expensive to you know maintain a car in india at the salary level that you have mm-hmm. like okay so what i'd suggest i suggested to him like buy a wagon r or alto 800 cng mm-hmm. a second hand one mm-hmm. don't buy a, f- a brand new one mm-hmm. just test it out if you can even afford that car for a few months mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. i just told him like and he outrightly refused mm-hmm. i'm not going to buy it do you think i'll look good in an alto 800 motherfucker you don't even look good standing alone mm-hmm. outside a car mm-hmm. doesn't matter which car you buy it mm-hmm. won't make a difference think about it logically that was my thing think about it lo- uh, about it logically car has a logistical purpose for you you know buying groceries going mm-hmm. to the shop mm-hmm. going to the office didn't didn't think about it in that way no no is the, the simple answer was as yaar acha lagta hai yaar choti si gaadi mein ghumna that is that is the mentality of people who cannot afford a car right now in india i know he cannot afford a car but mm-hmm. like main khareedunga to badi khareedunga he'll mm-hmm. buy a 2006 fucking bmw run down with which is plaguing with problems every mm-hmm. single way doesn't turn well has a, a problem with its power steering he'll buy that but he won't be like vaddi gaddi che bhaena vaddi gaddi che bhaena choti gaddi gaadi mein baith nahi sakte hamare there is a problem with it so that is the that is the mindset of this general indian consumer like okay and i found like five to six people in my office itself who were looking to buy a car and there is a option for their like direct response was this a person with kids they won't say, say this said, ah, that that makes sense you know i'll have to pay the fees for that mm-hmm. i'll go with the cheaper car they'll do that but a single person who cannot afford the car will still go like ah, i want that i will i'll do that so i think yeah one thing i want to talk about is that uh, i didn't know this previously but uh, you simply cannot buy a car directly by paying cash yeah, like in the sense on the showroom right yeah. yeah you cannot do that you have you you have to compulsively take it on a loan no who told you that I mean to say that uh, that's the only feasible option because uh, otherwise you have to there can be chances of income tax problems if the if the car Depends is on the a, car that you're buying yeah if if it's above 5 lakhs so whole lot of income tax problems emerge where is the money coming from and uh, and then you have to show all the I mean to say that uh, there's a whole lot of problem if you directly purchase car in ca- by what cash your income is right if everything is declared already then you can definitely buy one off the rack won't make a difference for you like if yeah, your real income uh, is around let's say 2 crores and you buy a car which costs around 50 lakhs income tax isn't going to hassle you they like you already know that they, you're paying that much amount and there there is a tax on savings yeah what the f- <laughs> there's a tax on everything there's a tax on surviving in this country that's one of the f- biggest fucking problems being rich either you are it's it's like a it's the yeah. concept in india na that you know for shitty for shitty services you pay so much yeah and uh, only oh, since only 2% of the population i that's an overestimate yeah 2% of the population is tax paying so they get all the criticism yet they are paying for everything it's the what everyone is, is a farmer right when it comes to paying taxes yeah yeah farmer yeah the number of politicians who are farmers yet they are not actually farmers is like Agri- and they term themselves agriculturists agriculturists yeah Uh, so so that they don't pay tax yeah it is a fraud scheme basically mm-hmm. just own to evade taxes yeah identify once a well just uh, just buy a small plot of land 
and identify as a farmer and then say yeah the, i bought this equipment this cost me losses and whole lot of still yeah, there is no tax on the income of being a farmer so like even if you no, ca- they, make money as a farmer you won't be paying tax there is no no if you are a what do you artia call no not artia thekedar thekedar okay if you are contract uh, if you get a, yeah, if so you l- give your farms to the thekedar and uh, he'll he'll give you at at the end of the cropping period he'll give you a particular amount, fixed amount mm. so that in that income is taxable but if you are basically a farmer like if you are char on the ground the d- 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 the tax is only exempted on uh, agricultural products i thought you didn't pay any income tax if you were actually practicing agriculture no that income see income if the income comes from you practicing agriculture yeah you you producing the crop and selling it to the on msp or yeah that's not taxable but if you if you if you give the farm owner rent to the thekedar and then he gi- he gives you the money that income is taxable yeah yeah that that i understand that, that because now you're in the ba- you're in the business of uh, let's say uh, renting right yeah. now you're a renter uh, in the you know uh, in the renting business now you're uh, in the real estate business you're not ne- no longer in the agriculture business but if most of the people to wear taxes they just hire labor uh, mm-hmm. labor to do the work and they just sit around and enjoy while they pay no income tax yeah even uh, some of our ministers have identified as uh, agriculturists when they are not will they do not pay taxes yeah unless you are a like bona fide lawyer yeah and, and one thing we're thinking about is that why is agriculture such sacred such a sacred activity it i don't get it it's not sacred it's important i i think it's a, it's sacred unquestionable it's unquestionable basically you 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 cannot unless you you cannot convince anyone to tax agriculture in, oh, farm income you simply cannot win the argument people do get taxed around the world right Being yeah but try that try that in india in india you lose states that yeah. that's a political game end of it's your career about, yeah it's not about you know log- being logical it's more yeah the, these two these two institutions so basically a doctor a, is a sacred uh, job but doctors are still taxed right yeah yeah <laughs> although although the tax the tax compliance is very yeah, highly whatever it is uh, but like they they are still taxed right being yeah. uh, being in the military is a sacred duty it's still taxed right so yeah I, the, these two institutions basically agriculture and uh, reservation these two have been such impunity the these two institutions have they in india they have been revised with times the thing is that they, they should have been specifically targeted at communities to uh, to be that needed help that yeah. only thing yeah okay we need to help you know that that's the thing about i was having a discussion with my one of my friends right it's basically it's more towards the uh, let's say to the wishy washy ideological debate instead of let's solve a problem like the way we make policy is more towards that ideological idea of you know whatever spend money throw money at stuff and get go whatever it is it's socialism or whatever it is it's not about you know here is a problem let's solve it here is 2 plus 2 solve it i know it's not 2 plus 2 it's definitely yeah there are several steps but, but one i'm but to, i'm i'm into what i meant to say about that uh, there isn't even a question yet yeah i mean to say before you do anything there needs to be a, some uh, political ground for it basically people are talking about it yeah they are concerned about it then the legislature decide yeah this is a election talking point and i i will raise it uh, my problem isn't with reservation as such my problem is 
with why it isn't it is not working for many communities why are they still downtrodden we need to figure out that out and then target those whatever it is your reservation or whatever your schemes are to target or you know make it structure it in a package for these com- particular communities so that they are can get those benefits if they are not getting them currently my that is my only issue why is it ineffective my problem isn't that it it is there my problem is why the fuck it, is it ineffective why is it not helping because more people because uh, Th- that is something for the government to find out and for the people to find out okay the question isn't this pa- part sharma here isn't saying that it shouldn't be there my problem is why is it not no effective? i think that uh, the system needs to go so ne i just solve that thing na go solve that problem why is that not effective? you know the, the I think that uh, you'll get nothing, nothing out of it. No, no. It's, it's, it's a it, big it, question, no? It's it's simple free market logic that, no. You simply cannot uh, give a handout privilege and, and not ex- to one group and expect not expect the other, uh, other group to be, either to be jealous of it and uh, to be berating the other group for having the privileges. One thing that I did get like when I moved ab- about, right, from Chandigarh and all. Mm-hmm. the problem is i don't know what that what the society is that's something like i don't like why well, i was talking to one of my friends and like i don't like talking about this stuff because this stuff like i love talking about ev and all those things mm-hmm. but that is something you know different mm-hmm. that's interesting i don't like talking about these things because this is such a deep like stinking hole right which does if you will create arguments and you won't win because you don't have because there so many moving parts for this entire thing is that you'll you'll just give up and like yeah fuck this shit i'm out you'll just do that he was asking me about this and i like man i've done this my entire life and now i'm so tired of this i'll have started losing hair now mm-hmm. i'm not going to discuss this these things anymore i'm like yeah, that's what the, i told him I was like yeah and I'm the major out. problem is one who is not uh, well versed with the history of um, affirmative action that it is hard to argue with him because see, see India is not a unique institution that to have give special to give special treatment to certain groups, and uh, uh, the same is the case with Malaysia. Same is the case with Sri Lanka and uh, African Americans in the United States. These three, uh, if one studies, uh, if one makes a case study of these three, three these three communities, then uh, w- you you will find the the amazing parallels that are happening in India and. Uh, how they why this the systems have failed there and even tinkering with the system won't solve the problem is it that what are you trying to achieve that's the thing right what are you trying to achieve if yeah. you're trying to change the here's the thing with especially like for what races in uh, america castes in india right if you're not able to change people's mindset about other people's like if people are still thinking about that uh, with that lens of the 18th century about mm. other people then you cannot do anything about it Mm-hmm. whatever might come whatever affirmative action whatever you put in the into policy it won't help you need to attack that problem for once and that is something you do very carefully in a very surgical way well, i think that it's not the none of the government business to interfere let market forces take over i think that uh, i think i can make the case that government has worsened the problem by providing reservation i don't i j- no yeah I think many people did get uh, you know opportunities that they needed. Yeah, and then they, then they jammed the whole system. My only thing is I my only thing with it with this is that people that are really downtrodden because of their caste are really downtrodden because of their caste. Yeah, I I mean I'm not whitewashing the, that there is no caste discrimination. What I'm try, trying to say is that 
equal opportunity by legislation no what am i how should, how should i phrase yeah forced equal opportunity equal opportunity by giving special opportunity to someone won't work that's uh, i was that's also like the case right uh, for the cricket team and stuff right yeah so and like wh- and the best uh, thing to answer for that is and somebody gave a very good answer for it is the answer is not reservation the answer is to give these communities a chance to basically you know yeah i think the invest in it the best solution is if you, uh, to make the to make it harder to discriminate that's it yeah make it harder that the only solution is that improve the justice system and if anyone faces injustice that he has a he has a redressal redressal system that can address his problem and uh, it ca- can make it tougher for other individuals to try it again my only problem with this is like if you go to a village right in maharashtra or whatever mm-hmm. or in madhya pradesh or wherever there is still is like when we go to punjab a village in punjab i go to a village in punjab i haven't seen that much of a difference between any individual right yeah, the for pro- me the entire village is the same like kind of thing when you get a vibe, go there you get that vibe right but when i went to these villages or whenever people who go to these villages t- tell about thing you'll find that there there's like for people who are the so called whatever we'll consider the low caste they'll have a separate let's say uh, settlement mm-hmm. from the village so these things the thing is that these people are you know intrinsically not in the community and that's a problem and if you're not accepting of these of somebody's caste then that's a problem then that cannot be solved with reservation or whatever it won't be so, uh, solved unless people change their mindset as such see uh, i'll uh, for i'll take you uh, take uh, take over from the point that you said about uh, what ca- races in united states that uh, that caste is in india somewhat not not complete not completely, not, not completely yeah, you can so draw some parallels some parallels yeah so basically the story of uh, that many people many viewers don't know about the black history uh, after slave post slavery is that uh, by the 1930s they were, they were doing very well they were flourishing as a yeah, e- yeah. Uh, even under jim crow system they were doing significantly well in uh, the economic sphere hmm. as compared to they what they did after the civil rights legislation even Civil though that was important even though that was important yeah no, the, no, no, no the welfare system in yeah the welfare system. yeah before the welfare system yeah so what the welfare system uh, what the, what happens is that uh, to give to give the viewers a story that uh, when you when the when african when african americans were freed from slavery they they had nothing they had no property they they themselves probably how they hold, hold property so they, they they had no property they had no connection they had no uh, they had no political representation but still uh, but still uh, over a period of time with through the what happened was that they become the, they became the cheapest level uh, cheapest level uh, labor available in the market in the uh, southern united states so a majority of the construction workers agricultural workers were still black african americans and uh, they outcompeted in the labor prices with the uh, two other communities other communities so in this way over over a period of generations they were they migrated and uh, were doing well they accumulated wealth yeah they accumulated wealth and uh, that too uh, in the presence of a relatively hostile political environment yeah down the like down in south yeah Africa, because because economics doesn't care about your uh, political leanings hmm. it's it is simply about a question of what will make me better money and what what will cost me cheaper and what will save me money and what will get me more money yeah so 
so the construction workers were majority blacks but uh, what happened with the equal uh, the special privileges was that uh, you turned you you started uh, minimum wage law and the the minimum wage law and uh, granting special privileges result uh, and welfare welfare and minimum wage law resulted in pricing out the cheap labor that was provided by the african americans and uh, while the welfare system attacked the family institutions uh, the institution of family in uh, african american communities which which led to uh, single parent sing, increase in uh, single parenthood and uh, single parenthood resulting in uh, uh, rise in delinquency and uh, subsequent mm. rise in crime in mm. uh, the african ghettos that are present in united states and uh, minimum wage law resulted in uh, uh, organizations deciding that uh, uh, hiring cheap labor is sim- simply unaffordable so we can't simply they, they simply priced out the Uh, the young african youth out of uh, getting uh, um, uh, low skilled uh, employment opportunities yeah, but uh, so they th- so what i'm trying to say is that this is how good good intentioned legislation like uh, minimum wage and uh, welfare mm. and uh, and uh, talking about uh, re- affirmative action in colleges so earlier uh, thomas hole told the story that uh, when he when he when he became a professor in a university of chicago i think some major university he 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 did his phd from university of chicago so when he became a professor all the students respected him when he started well, the affirmative action hadn't caught up yet so students gave him special respect because they thought that if he is a black professor he is he is some goddamn good black professor that's why professor. that yeah i think i mean to say that he is very special that that's why he has gotten uh selected as the pro- as to teach them but uh, when the when the affirmative action action teachers came along uh, the, the the respect was lost because they thought that you you haven't come here through merit you have come out come out through political privileges political yeah, yeah and and same and 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 i heard these stories and thought yeah similar t- similar thing is taking place in india you know you might be uh, talented you yeah. might be good but people still you know yeah it it happens it cast a doubt on you yeah in government government organizations uh, uh uh the i have heard these stories that uh, those with do government institutions have reservation so government uh, government employment has reservation so the one who who have a reservation they they are dis- they are uh, what i should say they they are not given preferences while uh, giving promotions because th- that is where the legislation ends no they actually it is like i think there is a, a reservation internal reservation as such in promotion as well that they have, they have extended but uh, one of one of my friends uh, schoolmate you must know him devang he told me that uh, don't take names young. i don't Never think take uh, names <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, you, you i i don't think i spoke it that clearly so 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 he told about that uh, Uh, how uh, i i told I, i was making fun of him there fun of him that uh, they uh, you must get uh, this uh, hell lot of privileges because of the reserva- reservation and uh, he said uh, uh, he he shrugged off and said uh, no it's not uh, that straight and uh, there is a uh, there is internal politics going on which uh, ensures that uh, uh, no unfair advi- no unfair advantages get uh, g- obtained because of uh, reservation yes so, so the point is that uh, these leftist legislators think that they we simply have to legislate the problem out of 
yeah, yeah. out of the system it doesn't happen because human humans react to the legislation it is not like they are robots that uh, you you pass a legislation and it uh, it, go, it gets encoded it's in their system bas- it's basically the daryl davis uh, argument right you have to change perception yeah you cannot change opinion you have to change perception and that's i think that's where everything went wrong in like that's where everything goes wrong the government should be in the business of changing perspective people's perspective and i'm not like they already do right they shout out like yeah modi ji zindabad or in kejriwal ji zindabad or whatever the fuck they do that very well i'm talking about real groundwork of helping people they should actually move be in the business of changing perspective like you know the way daryl davis does with clan members i'm not saying no, I, don't, I, don't, i don't think it should be the job of the job of the government should be simply maintaining law and order That's that it. is the vegetarian view. That's, that's, that's no, no. I, I'm serious about it. See, you think I here is the drawback of what you're thinking of. Uh, I get it. It is well intentioned that government should uh, change perception. Yeah, I get it. I'm with but you but but depends on who is in the government. I'm, if some yeah. if some crazy maniacs decided no, this is the right perception and mm-hmm. this is uh, what I'm going to. That what that was that's what was happening uh, in India prior to. prior to free market or, or opening and uh, 2014 yeah it's basically communism right at yeah. that point of time but no i'm talking i'm not, i'm with you in the case of libertarianism i think that the government should not be in the business of doing anything they yeah. should only be law and order yeah maintain law and order a good justice system so that yeah, that's a part of law and order yeah, yeah. so law and order uh, defense that's it that's it defense yeah defense foreign affairs <laughs> yeah you cannot privatize defense and just clean up the <laughs> whatever man you, you know in regular civic duties that you have small mm. civic duties just yeah. do that and be on your merry way and i'll be on my merry way yeah do a goddamn job the uh, only thing is that we are here right now and mm. that is a fairy land that we want you know that they, that should exist so we're not there anymore so it like might as well if we in this shit this is when when i no, when i talk about things i my 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 goal is to at least someone someone listening that he gets the idea oh someone else is also thinking about it as well hmm. the point is to initiate the conversation maybe maybe it will come maybe it will not come i can systems are created through the forces they are they are operating in the economic forces the cultural forces the political forces but uh, changes change come through the small seeds that uh, that come in between and uh, slowly grow and take over hmm. so this is this is like like a seed <laughs> it's like there was this uh, i don't know it's a very old interview i don't know where, where i saw it i think it was bloomberg or something mm-hmm. and uh, there was this uh, there, there was just question i think it was before the 2014 election right the first time uh, uh, the, uh, the bjp government came in power and uh, they were they were just uh, interviewing some hedge fund manager who was also an fi in indian in the indian markets like invested in the indian markets foreign investors one of those people and he asked like what is your opinion on india right as such mm-hmm. what do you think what india is and mm-hmm. he said india is like the wild is in the wild west stage mm-hmm. of what the united states was like in, we are in that wild west stage we're still a young country 80 mm-hmm. years it's not that much long ago and uh, so like india is still in that wild west stage the only thing is that they have reached that wild west stage in the modern times mm-hmm. so there's a lot to catch up to and there's a lot of things that are happening so it's it's just a lot of things that i so many factors so many things that happen at the same time that is just weird it's just a crazy amalgamation or whatever cocktail it is that india is today but you know we delve too deep in that hole but now let's come back to is indian military equipment even 
fair uh, well let's say it's is it even good enough after seeing that the russians just got their ass asses handed to them by the ukrainians so that is my third like major concern like oh, we have a lot of that shit man that isn't working down in ukraine today <laughs> yeah and, we are, shit and we are we are too late to the party to start our own manufacturing yeah. now it turns out why the fuck it was cheap yeah, 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 yeah that <laughs> that's the reason why it was they compromise on quality they compromise on every fucking thing I have heard that they use Chinese electronics in there. I don't know what they use, man. The only thing is that I, I'm scared right now. Like, what the fuck? You didn't, you, you couldn't take over a fucking country. Like, you're the third most powerful nation in the world. Yeah, the, you, 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 all these, all this time you were just bluffing your way. Yeah, you couldn't take over the Ukrainians and fucking Modern Warfare Three. They're showing that the Russian army has reached Paris or something. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? They could fucking reach Kiev. Yeah. And yeah, now, it has. It has been almost a month yet. Dude, talk think talk about the radar signatures on a Su-30 MKI. I thought that it was a good plane. Now <laughs> I'm fucking scared. Yeah. With 272 fucking planes, that, the that Indian Air Force. That, that won't save the day. That won't save the day. These fuckers will fall out of the sky in 10 fucking days. What the fuck will we do? <laughs> Fly Spitfires or something out of the museum? It's scary, man. The only good thing is that we're not fucking enemies with the Americans. I know the Chinese have the same shit that the Russians do. So, you know, that's not much of a problem with me. Oh, and the interesting thing is, what if the Ch- even the Chinese are bluffing? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that their shit doesn't but the, work the, But the problem is, we, we oh, what if we are also bluffing? Everyone, see, that's the thing. Like, we are already exposed now. We are using the Russian shit, so it doesn't work anyway. The only thing is that I'm hoping that the Chinese are bluffing too, that their shit doesn't work as well. That's yeah. my that's my deep hope that you know yeah your shit doesn't work too your stealth fighter isn't <laughs> but, that but one thing I can say on for sure Pakistan is bluffing <laughs> Pakistan, Pakistan, Pakistan shit, is definitely bluffing <laughs> missile entered their territory and they, they didn't were, even know about it yeah and they Somebody were reported to the police there yeah and they happened. they were just hoping that hope it doesn't carry any it, explosive material yet yeah and the problem is that we also fucked up in our part there's just they, they say that the group that a group captain is uh, responsible. Preliminary reports show that the <laughs> captain is responsible for the whatever the fuck, man. It shouldn't have gone there, and mm-hmm. it's something because it still has technology that you know you wouldn't want Pakistanis to have. Mm-hmm. So and uh, it should have self-destruct fucking button at least, like you know, blow it up or something. I think our best bet is uh, Israel. United States, United States will also always be a diplomatic problem. It has its own agenda, but I think Israel will cooperate with See, us. I think the the, the the only thing is that tank warfare has now been debunked mm-hmm. it's a thing of the past it's no longer important anymore that's what the ukrainian army taught me only if air, you have effective uh, if you have effective anti-tank weapons everything is done for mm-hmm. if, and the problem with india is we don't have effective anti-tank weapons we mm-hmm. don't have effective anti-tank weapons we don't have the javelin we don't have the end law which is mm-hmm. the european version of the javelin yeah, they, 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 the they, they, there were memes uh, that uh, tractors, <laughs> Ukrainian, yeah. tra- Ukrainian tractors are... <laughs> Dude, the Russian army, the they were so... I don't know, man, who the fuck these people were. I, that, this is in the Russian army that was there in 1945 or even in the Cold War mm-hmm. when they were not being even fed like properly. They were mm-hmm. not even being given food properly. They were still a force to reckon with. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell they are doing right now. I, I don't understand this. You're not able to take over. Like, you have this huge navy and you cannot take over i think they, i one thing that i do think what the ukrainians did very intelligently was they knew that because ukraine is basically planes right mm-hmm. so the great planes yeah so they knew that in uh, in an open tank battle or whatever in a blitzkrieg kind of a situation they'll fucking lose mm-hmm. they focused on 
let's say uh, collecting or you know concentrating their forces in the urban centers like you know mm-hmm. we'll hold these hunker down in these urban mm-hmm. centers we'll keep our tanks and whatever safe and uh, safe and you will hunker down in these urban centers because these are the these are the main fighting points this is where they need to make an impact mm-hmm. you know if you take over the entire country but you cannot choke out these urban centers you s- you don't have control of the country right mm-hmm. so you want to wo- watch the russians want to watch tanks roll down in the in downtown kiev the mm-hmm. russian tanks ro- roll down downtown kiev if you cannot do that you you haven't practically won the war so i think that's what they do did good they saved their assets for another day and now they are fighting the russians in this way that they cannot even afford to you know blitzkrieg through a fucking city or something the only way you can do that is how the russians or the how the germans used to do in world war 2 like blow everything to shit and then mm-hmm. move in i think again uh, yeah, props to them man they they really did do, did good against the russians in this mm-hmm. in this situation but the only thing is like why were you so badly trained that's my entire thing like this is what rust is this is what war rust is right like why were you so badly trained that i saw russian soldiers like were fatter than me always oh, right we were discussing that russian sh- soldiers were fatter than <laughs> yeah sorry about the interruption or whatever i had a very useless call and you mm-hmm. um yeah so man like you're not well trained you and i'm i'm not no person to judge right i'm not fighting that war but still like if you look at a let's say an effective soldier or a mm-hmm. troop mm-hmm. A tr- uh, like a troop deployment it didn't look like an effective troop it was like yeah, it was like a, it's a shit show it's like mm-hmm. let's be honest it's a shit show and i don't know what the russians are doing and it, i, I they have embarrassed themselves man they have embarrassed themselves and the chinese by god i'm telling you the chinese are praying that they do not get get into a conflict mm-hmm. they're praying that they don't Yeah and I'm not saying that with the Indians or anything like every I think every single modern army today is like scared shitless like oh my what the fuck yeah. like if we are embarrassed like this think about it the chinese try to invade taiwan and get the shit kicked out of them in taiwan if that happens it's like it would be very embarrassing for you so i think everybody is looking at their options right now okay can we solve this without you know blowing some shit up and can we do that maybe i don't know stuff like that is happening i think every single leader is thinking about this that's why the chinese foreign minister just came back and like man how are you doing man after doing yeah, yeah 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 it was a fun time yeah and and he, and he, <laughs> he, he was, and he he came by force he wasn't invited here like i want to come yeah i want to come you don't want to fight man you're yeah. the same shit you agree yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i didn't think think of it that way yeah maybe they are thinking maybe like both escape shitless maybe the indian prime minister and the chinese uh, the premier are like oh fuck we on the same shit yeah <laughs> what the fuck we thought we'll be effective against each other and they're like okay man let's uh, let's uh, calm down let's yeah. calm down and let's make an agreement that we won't fucking fight because if we do we'll be embarrassed at the whole stage yeah like, yeah yeah you got the deal man you got the deal we won't do that it's one thing hitting out pakistan man they are just like a joke of a nation but if you have like stop pause pakistan yeah joke of a nation like but we won't be discussing pakistan at extent because i'm tired of doing that but the thing is that yeah pakistan is too like it's a, it's a joke yeah, yeah best friends are really leave it aside the only thing yeah, is yeah you know this is a, a, a dollar to pakistani rupee right now it's i think 180 or 190 we're not discussing uh, what i'm trying to say is that we're not discussing it it's a waste of time the only thing is that you know this is my conspiracy theory that what if both of them came like okay 
are we yeah. like in a binding agreement that we won't fight yeah 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 and yeah. unless we make everything like french and american and like yeah mm. unless we make shit up too they were like yeah yeah okay fine it's fine it's fine yeah we'll do that do i know one simple thing i think a week ago two weeks ago cuz we are also going to order around 114 or something in the mmrca to contract mm. right we're going to be mm. buying new planes right paraplanes and like th- there's a huge chatter of like okay we're going to buy the f15 we're going to buy the f15 the sukhoi 35 the mig 35 they're not even in the conversation of you know coming close to a contract with india even though they're like so like a rafale costs around 80 90 million dollars mm-hmm. uh, a pop and a sukhoi or something they cost around 40 to 50 it's very mm. cheap it's like mm. almost half the price and still they're not even in the con- in the conversation of okay you might buy this not even the conversation like okay mm-hmm. so i think everybody is woken up to it, like okay we need to buy n- new shit we need to buy new stuff and they're like oh what do we look at let's buy the f15 i think india will buy the f15 i'm i'm thinking about it. i'm very positive about it because the rafale is quite expensive f15 is i think a bit less expensive than the rafale and you know the americans are happy because you bu- you bought shit with from them and yeah i think india should be looking at their carrier fleet as well now like vikramaditya you have mig 29k's don't even have fucking su 33s so think about changing that as well maybe it is also a lesson for the military strategists and uh, students that uh, it is uh, it, it's not just that you have uh, basic equipment will do the job no basic equipment won't do the job it's no yeah they they are strategists who think that uh, uh by the chinese helicopter even they can work uh, they can do the job you just need a flying machine around no that's not how things work here yeah. the only thing is that we need to you know make shit quite fast now yeah. it needs to be fast track and things are changing yeah tech supremacy matters i uh, things are changing for the better and i'm happy about that you know the amca project that's the fifth and 5.5 generation fighter aircraft of the indian air force mm-hmm. that, that dhl is de- developing now and they are like okay 2024 23 we have the target of a prototype flying and by 2030 serial production starts for the plane and that's a good thing mm-hmm. and uh, okay at least we're moving at a faster pace than we were before but it's like okay we need to back down the russian equipment now like our entire helicopter fleet is russian mm-hmm. mi17 v5s okay we need a new alternative now it's it's high time it's high time we need to change that shit so find something else and you know start inducting it into the military chinook was a good induction but you need to find new stuff now uh, we need to do that right now because we know that that is ineffective we've seen the russian equipment has been ineffective uh, you know by a huge margin now so unless there are secret american airborne troopers fighting in the ukraine i don't see a reason why the russians were so fucked up in the military uh, from the military uh, standpoint like why they were it's it's become so difficult for them to win so figure the shit out as soon as possible that is my advice because we need to do that think about it like you think i don't know i've never my main concern is i'm going to go for a sneeze i'm sorry but excuse <coughs> my main concern is can you like i don't know anything about aircraft carriers that much but can you like change the entire aircraft field like if you're like okay we don't want make 29s now can you i am i have concern that it's a tech it's a tech based concern that see the the, the it's not like the ship uh, the the weapons or the carriers or a- anything any equipment it's uh, basically connected through i mean the software component and the uh, information exchange component is not basically internet or something the wire and uh, these components are uh, hackable 
Yeah. Yeah. Hackable. And uh, Hackable, uh, as well as uh, uh, unilaterally, they can be controlled by one side. So, what I'm trying to point out is that uh, what uh, there can be sneaky ways in which uh, the company, the, the party that you are buying from has a overwhelming control over it. So uh, what I'm trying to say is that uh, what if the uh, United States, if we buy weapons from the United States, weapons, wepe- weapons and ships and uh, airplane, fighter jets from you the United States. You never buy ships from the US. You should never buy ships from the US. I would say anything you buy from the United States. Uh, it, comes, it comes with a high-tech uh, ICT, information communication technology equipment. Yeah. Mm. And uh, what if the, there is a back channel that uh, even... Th- that is uh, a very big conspiracy theory. Like, you know, no, yeah, I... I See the, how the how they cut off the Russian uh, Russian legs in uh, literally every tech sphere. Apple has decided not to do business in the United Dude, uh, one Russia. One thing is, I'll tell you this, right? If, like every single airplane that is being built, for example, like say the American airplane that is mm-hmm. or anything, uses some of the other component that is built in another country. So you cannot completely. I think that uh, that increases the fragile. Like a lot of shit that is now being put in American warplanes is being you know built by Tata's or someone else. Like Boeing mm-hmm. just gave a huge contract to one of India's. Auto manufacturers, OEM manufacturer, sorry, uh, auto component manufacturers, auto ancillary t- tier one. Mm-hmm. They gave it for this, uh, for a uh, let's say um, civilian, uh, for the civilian side of it. But the thing is that there are many uh, plants in India, in Bangalore, Hyderabad, and in Pune, which build systems for the Apache attack helicopters and C-17 Globemasters and stuff like that, and which are exported to the U.S. So it's not like I, now the world is so very much, you know. Yeah, I am. Uh, what I'm saying is that. I don't think it is a safe bet uh, that... Uh, to buy American equipment? No, not buy American equipment. That uh, uh, indige- there is a... That the most uh, most important things are not uh, indigenously, indigenously manufactured. That is a huge problem. That I'll agree with you. But the thing is that we are not in a situation in which we can you know, manufacture everything that we want. If you put behind the wheel, everything can be done. I mean, that, 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 it, 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 it is an existential problem, basically. Yeah, so so right now, we have an existential problem that mm. a lot of our shit is Russian, and we are around 10 to 20 years away from being self-dependent in every single sphere of military equipment, right? Yeah, and it is a, it is a long span when in these fast-changing times. L- look at this thing. Like, we have the air uh, independent propulsion system that we've developed it on us by ourselves now we have most healthy these electric submarines right mm-hmm. so we built that we can build our own ships that's a good thing we have our own anti- anti-ship missile capabilities that's mm-hmm. a good thing so we have come a long way and we'll be doing that and it'll take around 10 to 20 years more years in being completely indigenous mm-hmm. but the thing is 20 years is a long time Mm-hmm. 20 30 years is a long time and for those technologies to properly work as well it's going to take longer so you need to bridge that gap right now where yeah. you have equipment that is subpar and isn't that well well made yeah you cannot sleep over it yeah, it, yeah it, you it, need I, something to kick the can gap. and someone yeah, else will do it you need to bridge that gap right fucking now and what will you do that's the thing okay go russian sorry russian is not an option neither is chinese so go american go french or go british and the fourth one is israeli but the israelis don't have everything they don't build everything right like they still buy planes from uh, the Americans and everything. Um, what I thinking about, uh, I was, th- was thinking about the Israeli plan was that uh, Israel can use the 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 human capital and the techno techno of Israel and the scale of India. Maybe it can be one of the best defense partnerships. Might be. I'm not refuting that. I'm just saying that you know. And uh, when Israel is a partner, United States automatically becomes, becomes a partner. A partner yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But but I think that I, I, we should place our. Eggs in, the, eggs in the basket of Israel rather than the uh, United States. Yeah, because the United States had other commitment as well. But Israel uh, and India share a common political and spiritual goal. 
the only thing is that you need like for example you need fighter aircraft for the air force right what are you going to do mm-hmm. either go to the americans you go to the french or you go to the swedes that there's these are the only three options or maybe jump uh, jump the skip uh, jump the ship and decide uh, to go direct for fighter drones that uh, israel is very much capable of dude fighter drones are the option right now it's it's a it's it's a possibility later but it's not currently a possibility you need fighter aircraft in the air to be very effective for air superiority so who will you go to you go to the americans the french or the swedes those are the three options available to you or you go to the europeans for the typhoon but typhoon is like a bygone machine of a bygone era now so they are moving with their 5.5 generation 6 generation fighter aircraft and even if typhoon is the answer the british are now you know uh, rapidly inducting the F35s into their fleet. So even they don't think the Typhoon is the answer. So either you have the Rafale, you have the Gripen, you have the F15. These are the three options that you have. Or you have the F21, F16s, you know, updated brother, the Fighting Falcons updated brother. So these are the four options that you have. But one thing needs to be sh- ensured that no contact goes to Turkey. <laughs> Under no circumstances any contact goes to Turkey. Yeah. No, it's, it's hostile son of a bitch nation. Good food though. But yeah, that's the thing. That's the entire caliphate. New cal, trying to establish the new caliphate. The, it's just a, it's a, it's just a president over his head. That's the only thing that Turkey is. But that's my entire issue with it. Like, okay, what are you going to buy? What are you going to buy? You need, you need fighter airplanes, right? And fighter airplanes is just one simple thing. You need transport airplanes. You need fuel tankers. You need yeah, airbags. You need. The, this is just the air force. The indicator that the times are so. the times are so necessity necess- require so much changes that uh, even japanese are leaving their uh, policy uh, thinking rethinking their policy of uh, passivism passive yeah so that's the thing right you need there are so many moving parts now india needs a light tank mm-hmm. uh, it, it needs it now mm-hmm. and if you need a light tank who whom do you go with now there are korean uh, like there's some korean de- designs out there and there's the russian design now uh, yeah i want to ask w- How's the status of Koreans? They are entirely dependent on uh, American equipment, or they have built their own technology. Air forces, air forces, American. Uh, basically, the entire Western air forces is American. No, the, these countries like Samsung, Hyundai, whatever, they aren't. They, aren't they do build like the uh, self-propelled artillery gun that we do have, the Vajra K50, mm-hmm. and that is the uh, that is built by Samsung, or I, I don't know who builds it, but uh, they had a paid partnership with L&T, and then they, with through transport technology, they built it in India. So mm-hmm. they have some of their own systems in. the light tank as well there's a korean light tank that india is thinking of you know conducting mm-hmm. in the indian indian army through transport technology to build our own light tanks mm-hmm. so it's not that they they are not uh, they are not they are not completely dependent but they are still dependent as such the us is the biggest uh, arms dealer in the world you can <laughs> never be ind- you know completely <laughs> independent from the americans the people that who are independent of the americans are iran and not mm. korea and they are fucking flying you know planes from bygone eras so yeah they are like fighting with sticks the, as the, the sticks <laughs> are still flying the f14 tomcat it's mm. a beautiful plane but what the fuck still so <laughs> the iranian military sometimes it's so, it's so funny man the north koreans and the iranians their military looks like you know minion mm. army or something <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 even but taliban is better equipment uh, than taliban <laughs> is better equipment than uh, iran but uh, that's the thing uh, So you cannot, we can never be completely independent from the U.S. Unless if you are buying Russian, then you mm. are. But would you want to buy Russian now? Yeah, the no man. The test showed that it failed the test. Yeah, it's like I think twice before buying vodka. I mm-hmm. I don't, but still, if I had to, like, I'll go with something American <laughs> instead. Mm. 
American vodka. Yeah. <laughs> American vodka. Truly American. Yeah. Yes. Made in Cuba. Or <laughs> 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 maybe American vodka made in Ireland. Made in Ireland. Made in Tennessee or something. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. I think it, it, this should be ringing alarm bells for the Indian military establishment right now. What they saw in Ukraine. This should be that. They're like, oh, shit. Like, chief of army staff should be like up and at yeah up and awake like at three you know i have uh, it is come to uh, indians are i think like the like how guns are common for conversation of uh, you know us men mm. but uh, <laughs> indians uh, most of our knowledge is uh, uh, most of our gun knowledge ends with maybe ak47 ak47 is the one who knows ak47 is a high tier intellectual in uh, weapons and one who knows desi katta <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i i i what i'm what i'm pointing out is that uh, uh we simply don't have the knowledge or ex- excitement in the uh, in the population to mm. dude that's why like it's so funny that's it's like when you that's why i don't watch movies anymore yeah cuz they're so over the top and you're like okay i don't i cannot watch this and it's not just bollywood it's hollywood yeah. as well it's so fucking ridiculous that you're like what the like really Mm. is happening and i i never served in the military and neither am i in any position to serve in the military mm-hmm. but i'm thinking about people who did serve in the military are like oh man for them it's fucking torture mm-hmm. watching that stuff and like oh, okay well did it happen like that no? i don't know maybe yeah so. we we simply are uh, we simply we we still have our faith in uh, uh, the muscles of our men ra- rather than the guns they hold it's, uh, i'm so see here's the thing yeah the, the and and this narrative that bina bina khadak bina dal de diladi hame azadi mahatma gandhi by stick sorry mahatma gandhi by stick ran out of the british empire whatever that is i yeah, don't yeah I, i don't i don't think it will, it will work for the chinese or <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I for the british it was a huge liability man geographically is too far away and everything but and uh, yeah but still i i don't know it's i think it should be ringing alarm bells for everyone in the indian military and like okay what what what, what are we yes yeah, software prowess can uh, take you only that far but uh, hard ha- military technology is basically the hard hardcore engineering at, at, at its highest dude we were thinking of leasing another russian nuclear submarine oh, and a kula class submarine we were thinking about doing that even though they are amazing i'm mm. not arguing that they were the best out there But mm-hmm. the only thing is would you would you take that chance now mm-hmm. that's the only thing it's not that the russian equipment will be bad in mm-hmm. every sphere the only thing is that would you take that chance now that's the only thing they'll have that question in their mind is it is it good enough though will you take that chance that's the only thing the people lost faith in the black hawk helicopter when it fell in mogadishu twice so fast and is like oh wow so for for the russians this is irreparable they'll have to fucking you know send one of their planes to the moon mm-hmm. to make make up for the okay, to get the pr back for this shit. <laughs> shit so yeah if tractors are more more effective than your tanks then they are questionable that was a logistical issue <laughs> the fuel never reached <laughs> these people but that's the problem right this entire plan was fugazi mm-hmm. it was from beginning to end like they didn't have food they didn't have fuel they had nothing and the russian soldiers didn't know that they were about to go to a war like half of yeah they, they were thinking it was just a small was a two two, two week like excursion and then we'll be back to our we'll homes be back like 
literally you were doing that this shows that i was thinking that uh, the, the way the putin was putin was uh, proclaiming the war i thought that maybe he he planned to end it, end it in 3 days in or three a week days. i thought yeah. it was going to be a bangladesh or something like yeah. you know in the park war 71 like i really thought it was going to be that and it didn't pan out you yeah and it's, it's day 28 i think yeah yeah and you were sur- you surrounded them from three fucking sides you couldn't do it it's like it's it has been a huge dra- drag out i think the, the most of the action took place in the first 3 4 days and then and it has mostly been a drag out for since then fuck man it's it's just it's just embarrassing and and i think it also shows that how much grip does putin have on his own government like if the troops were like what the fuck we're going to fight a war and they didn't know that they were going to fight a war it shows that you're losing support i think it's the end of putin now for me it is because if his advisors are leaving the central bank governor wants to leave mm. one of his advisors recently just left russia he just resigned and left russia i i wouldn't have heard that yeah, yeah. Okay. so it's like i think he is losing he is losing power he, either he has lost the, lost his mind but if if russia is embarrassed here mm-hmm. at the end of this war i think it will be a change of leadership in moscow Yeah, earlier people were thinking uh, that this <laughs> that that they'll they'll swallow up your gobble up Ukraine, but uh, maybe the tides would turn. And <laughs> one thing that I do know is that most of the Russians don't like this war. But even if you are a strong, staunch Putin supporter, mm-hmm. you're actually not a Putin supporter because what Putin sold to the people was a strong Russia, right? Mm-hmm. So you are basically a strong Russia supporter. Mm-hmm. And when you're looking at this, you're like, what the? Like really? This yeah. guy, this guy is a fucking fraud. Mm-hmm. and you think you know we should get someone else there now so y- you're losing basically your entire support base well, i was thinking that what if the west decides now uh, times up we should uh, we should come and uh, uh, end the suffering of the russians and assassinate putin it's difficult maybe assass- or maybe uh, assassinate putin is the second step but the first step is that throw the russians out of ukraine dude like they don't want to fight the americans are also scared everyone is scared right that's the thing right everyone is scared everyone is scared what if we are the frauds <laughs> we are the next frauds think about the americans if they do enter ukraine no american we america will won't be a fraud because it has it has been constantly in con- military conflict all over the world but it was beating shit out of third graders no there's a difference no uh, the terrain was different that time but it won't have the same thing won't take place there fighting a russian army a russian air force is not going to be fighting the iraqi air force not the iraqi air force but uh, definitely we cannot draw the uh, draw conclusion based on their results in afghanistan no i'm not talking about afghanistan so okay mm. you, where was the last time you had like proper air to air combat and mm-hmm. you had to face sams and everything you mm-hmm. had to face a proper military mm-hmm. was iraq mm-hmm. that was the last time the americans did it right mm-hmm. that was the only time they did it and it was iraq mm-hmm. now it's the russians and if you also you know come out to be like you're losing fucking f16s mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. people lose uh, whatever like mm-hmm. newspapers are fl- uh, yeah flying out uh, out of windows stuff mm-hmm. uh, the, the way that's the way you're losing f f16s f16s and dog fights so then that will be like oh we frauds too didn't know that so i think everyone is scared and the, even the bigger thing the public will realize that uh, all these big spendings are bullshit are bullshit like yeah your military equipment doesn't work why the yeah. fuck does it cost 800 billion dollars every year then yeah dude <laughs> yeah I, i here i am struggling to pay my student loan and all you are spending on uh, is expensive toys dude the, the funniest shit is uh, 
the about the Poland incident you remember mm. right like uh, the one? Americans because uh, Ukrainian pilots basically are trained on MiG-29 fulcrums mm-hmm. so uh, they are like okay we'll just give them uh, which is the other western nation that flies the MiG-29 mm-hmm. other than the Indians uh, mm-hmm. the Indian is, India is not a western nation but still an ally but uh, w- what are the western nations or NATO nations fly the MiG-29 so the Polish they fly the MiG-29s that they got from the East Germans so mm-hmm. the East Germans uh, when, when Germany was let's say they got back together right the, uh, the reunification of Germany happened so the East German Air Force had a lot of MiG-29s and they used it as a enemy aircraft for training purposes later the costs were like too high to maintain these MiG-29s so they sold them for a dollar or something mm-hmm. to the uh, Polish mm-hmm. and the Polish Air Force has been using the MiG-29s for a long time now the only thing that they said they told the Polish the Americans told the Polish to give it give their MiG-29s to the Ukrainians transfer mm-hmm. them to the Ukrainians and we'll give you our F-16s and the Polish are like the fuck would I do that because the U- Russians mm. are on my border too and they mm-hmm. kick the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. the US was like, we are mm-hmm. behind you, don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. We got this shit, bro. Mm-hmm. And uh, what the Polish did was like one of the most, one of the smartest things I've ever seen someone do mm. is like, uh, okay, what we'll do is we'll hand over our MiG-29s at the Ramstein Air Force Base mm. in Germany to the Americans. Mm-hmm. And whatever they want to do with it, they can mm. do with it. Yeah. And that's their prerogative. Uh, yeah, our hands are clean now. Our hands are clean now. And the Americans are like, uh, the American Secretary of State, the Blinken guy, he said, comes and says, I don't think the Ukrainians do need fighter aircraft. I yeah, think yeah. they just need service yeah. to air man pads and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, yeah, yeah chicken, mm. chicken, big chicken. You, you also scared of the Russians? <laughs> it's like, no, the, I think the, the, Poli- the Polish Prime Minister, uh, President of Prime Minister should be calling Biden like, don't worry, do it, oh, man. I got you, bro. I got you. You know what I'm scared of is that... Uh, the the wrong message that uh, it is a russian failure it is a russian strategic failure the sanctions have nothing to do with it mm. but the but somehow the democrats or maybe biden biden and the western leaders twist, uh, twisted the whole thing that uh, we succeeded see we don't need to inv- send our military anymore we just uh, we'll just sanction everyone it doesn't work that way. no i i they uh, they they said the policy, uh, the political messaging in, in this way that mm. only uh, we don't we don't need to sell the send military anymore. We'll just sanction our way to the, the mainstream to media the, to the to the negotiation table. The only thing is that the and I think at the end of the day, it just came out like okay, it's, it was all about Ukraine joining NATO. Yeah. Right. And, and then and here 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 is the fault of Zelensky that you know you were so adamant for Ukraine to join NATO that this could have been avoided. This could have been avoided if he would have said. And now he's on the line of like, okay, we won't join NATO. That's that's what they wanted. That's what they want. And the people are like, but they were, the Latvia is also on the Russian border <laughs> and it is a NATO state. Dude, it's not so close to Moscow. Yeah. That's what the Russians are afraid of. Ukraine is quite close to their, you know, major cities. That's what they are afraid of. Mm-hmm. If Ukraine goes to NATO, it's like fucking 1943 again. And mm-hmm. it's Operation Barbarossa. And you cannot fucking get Stalin from somewhere now. He's already yeah. dead. So yeah, that's what they they were afraid of. That's what they were trying to do with the eastern uh, Ukrainian territories. Okay, they are independent now. They were trying to create that buffer zone. They need that buffer zone to feel safe. You're taking that safe place away from them. And that's what happened. Now this is on you. Zelensky should have been very careful with his words. Yeah, but, but they'll... But the propaganda media will somehow twist the entire thing, blame it on Russia and uh, g- g- and, 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 and make the heroes of the... Uh, of the uh, 
the weakling western leaders who just decided that no the military uh, military effort isn't worth it and i think there's a whole lot of wrong wrong attribution of uh, causes will take place i'll tell you one simple thing if the american military was present or the nato military uh, military elements were present in ukraine russia wouldn't have never attacked yeah you know why cause putin thought that this is the ukrainian military will take over them in a couple of days but mm. if there were nato elements over there they you know like oh the fuck should mm. we do this or should we not yeah that would have been a possibility that would have been a possible thought in their head like okay yeah he would he would have straight come to the negotiation table yeah so okay we don't want this we want let's say let de escalate yeah. and yeah they never did that they should have done that and but uh, no one would talk about it and the whole lot of leaders will get the wrong message that uh, this is the new way to win a war it won't work sanction china all you want you still need the yeah trump uh, trump tried his best uh, still uh, he wasn't able to but uh, he break the will of the chinese yeah obviously but here's the thing china itself is a sustainable economy right so that's going out, out for them so yeah and uh, military strategists also shouldn't get any wrong ideas that uh, <laughs> this is the end of warfare and uh, no yeah. No, it's the oh. warfare. The the play. The and uh, and even and e- uh, also the p- political leaders shouldn't get the message that uh, uh, globalization is just a scam of the United States to uh, ensure that it ha- it can run its uh, economic warfare in uh, instead of military warfare. I think uh, the. May I mean, glo- the the anti globalists will get the message that see, this is what happens when you enter the global markets. The only thing is that I think this uh, this is. really a signal of how warfare has changed basically that there there no, always oh. was there wa- there always was uh, an in, well, let's say an advantage to the to the defender mm-hmm. the defender always had the advantage in a war fi- fighting situation or scenario because mm-hmm. you basically as a, as an invader or as a as a person on offense you are invading right you are mm-hmm. on the move mm-hmm. you are definitely not that accurate you're not that uh, let's say Uh, stable enough to you're not stable enough to fight back as such and as a military element if you're moving you're mm. definitely not that you're in foreign territory basically yeah. yeah you're in foreign territory plus you are an open target mm-hmm. but if you are a defender you definitely have the advantage of being in a stable position and hitting and the local, local support here yeah. so i think but this changes the tables this shows that defenders ha- now have a huge advantage huge advantage over the people on offense so let's see how it works out how it pans out and we'll check back on it after a few years i'd say or a few months a few days yeah we were so thinking we that yeah, we, were, we were thinking that it will be over by the next weekend <laughs> yeah so we'll see we'll see how it pans yeah, out yeah we were, we were thinking that the picture will be more clear uh, in uh, two weeks maybe uh, but it, mm. no it's it, it is even it has even got blurrier yeah negotiations are taking place between ukraine and russia and uh, no one's talking about them Ukrainians are saying Russians are tough negotiators. Yeah, they are getting asked for why they, they are they are they will prolong as long as they hope that they can they can win. Yeah. So let's see what happens, and I think that is the most cheerful note on which we should end this part. <laughs> In this, uh, you know, I'd say I don't know. Yeah, it gives hope that uh, that they were th- we were thinking that bye bye China, bye bye Taiwan. It's not that straight. Yeah, it's quite difficult. Yeah. But bye bye the semiconductor industry. That is something that is still a possibility. But we'll see. Who knows? We'll see. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But but they they have already started planning for it. But yeah. That is. Bye bye Taiwan won't be that quick. Yeah. Yeah, that is a different. Uh, let's say. 
thing to discuss it or in itself like it's a huge issue in itself and i think we've discussed it at length yeah so, but let's see anyhow yeah. i think that'll be uh, that'll be over yeah thank you everyone for listening thank you very much